0: People function better when they're high. Hi, everyone. It's your girl, Jenny Blaze. Today, we're here talking about this week's Bravo TV, pop culture, and 420 news. Before we get into it, I want to thank everyone who listens on the podcast while you're Picking up your kids or doing some type of chore that you hate doing, but you're forced to do because we're all humans and existing is exhausting. I'm tired all the time. I also um, think I broke my toe. I didn't break a leg, but I think I may have broke a toe and I don't have time to go get x rays So I'm just going to suck it up because it's t-minus six days now or five days till my show um so yeah it's crunch time i also want to celebrate reaching 500 subscribers on youtube i was so excited to reach 500 i thought once i got there i would see the community tab where you can post additional like static images you can do polls you can do whatever and um, I was looking around for it and apparently you have to wait a week to get that feature. (sighs) So as soon as I get it, I will start using it, but I am so excited and thankful and grateful that we are at 500. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications for when we go live and upload new videos. Speaking of next week is the season three finale of Bravo and blaze. The show is called speak easy and be cool. And we will be streaming live from New York city on hashtag BravoCon Eve, which is Thursday, October 13th at 7 PM Eastern. We have a great lineup of Bravo content creators like Bravo breaking news, Bravo by gays Block by jacks, Bravo Bros, The Bravo Bottoms, Martinis with Eddie, Binging Bravo, Bravo Bitch Fest, Real Housewives of Dubai, Bravo, Bravo Boyfriend, Diddy My Doughty, and The Real Housemates of New York. That is a lot. So we have a full show planned. It's going to be great. We have sponsors from great brands. My presenting sponsor is Frankie Smoke. Um, She is a female on business and boss babe. She, um, if you are watching the show, you'll see that I'm always wearing my So Dope necklace that she made. Um, She has great luxury cannabis accessories and jewelry, among other things. Go check her out. All links to everyone will be, will always be in my show, show notes. So you can go check there. Also, I want to mention Bluntness Media is another partnering sponsor who put out an article this week about speak easy and Be Cool, along with a sign up to join the show virtually, which you can also do by subscribing to my YouTube channel. But we have Fresh Wolf, Stash Products, Cantrip, Her Highness, Comeback Daily, Stone Fine Jewelry, and... Um, and maybe some more brands joining us. I am just so excited and I feel so grateful to have them all. And again, all the links will be in the show notes. I also have may have some confirmed Bravo Lebs. I cannot confirm nor deny. But um, I can confirm for sure that my new upgraded Luann is going to be there. I don't know if you've noticed. I used to have just her mugshot on my t-shirt, but now I have a full life-size cutout of Luann. I love it. Okay. So like I said, BravoCon is next week. I want to meet everyone there. I will be carrying around a Bravo and Blaze lighters with me. So if you see me and you want a lighter and I have some left, come say hi. I would love to meet fellow Bravo fans. I'm so excited. And obviously I will be taking as many pictures as I can. I will go live on YouTube in between panels if I can, in between events. I'll be taking photos. So make sure to subscribe to my channel and tune in throughout BravoCon. Because even if you can't be there, I will try to capture the whole experience for you. So make sure you check it out. Also, I have a little secret. I may have SVIP tickets. So just as a reminder, make sure to sign up for my virtual show. I'm super grateful for all of these sponsors that are participating. We have great swag bags for everyone who attends. However, we are at full capacity for live attendance, which is why I want to make sure to tell you all to go Sign up and subscribe to my channel. I will make sure the sign up link is in the show notes. So this week on Sunday, we had Married to Med, and we had a 420 moment on Married to Med this week. Cecil, can you teach me how to roll a joint? President Obama, smoke a joint. I'm in good company. Right. You know I'm always going to celebrate if we have, you know, anything that is supporting and advocating for cannabis, so. Also, surprising news, Um, spoiler alert, Audra is pregnant, which means that when she bucked up on Toya, she may have been pregnant, and also she had a wedding in, like, a one-week span. I wonder if they thought their wedding was going to be on the show or something. I don't know. I thought that was just, like, kind of weird, but... Big shout-out to champion outfits. Man, I love a champion question. That's a jab, Simone. I have to say, Toya cracked me up when she was making fun of the champion outfit that Audra was wearing. And we're looking out, and then you were. But then Audra came back, doubled down, and wore full head-to-toe champion with her husband to the next trip that they're at, so... I kind of like it. (laughs) And then Lisa Barlow was wearing champion pants this week. So maybe a champion is cool. I don't know. I want to know what you guys think. Overall, I love Married to Med. If you're not watching, make sure you go check it out. My dream someday is to watch from the very beginning, and binging the entire series from beginning to end with no interruptions. That's like my version of heaven. Anyways, what else? Um, on Monday, we had Below Deck Med. Um, we had Storm Pissed. He f***ing made me look like a boost in front of everyone. But uh, we love Z, and Z is just so sweet. Jerry O'Connell was on Watch What Happens Live this week, and he did an impression of Z, and it was just perfection. I'm so excited that Jerry O'Connell is going to be a moderator at BravoCon. I hope I get to meet him because he uh, he was at BravoCon 2019, And he wore a BravoCon t-shirt during the pandemic on Watch What Happens Live when he was one of the guests. And I remember tweeting like I had, I was just, I just tweeted what I was thinking. I said, seeing Jerry O'Connell's BravoCon shirt has brought me to an immediate downward spiral of depression and regret for not going. And I don't even think, I i don't think I tagged him. But he found my tweet and replied and said, go next time. And like, I love Jerry O'Connell, but I, that response made me want to scream. I'm like, like, for fuck's sake, Jerry, of course I am going to go next time. It doesn't help me right now. <laughs> But him tweeting me did help a little bit. I was like, oh. And then I didn't respond the way, you know, I just explained to you all listening. But, um, yeah, I hope I get to tell that story to Jerry face-to-face today. (laughs) Putting it on the vision board. Anyways, the rest of Below Deck Med, um, tensions are rising between Natalia and Kyle and Natasha. I don't know whose side I'm on. I just feel like Natasha and Kyle are kind of, like, over it. Like, they're over the season. And I think they only have, like, two charters left. So we're coming to an end soon. And then we'll have a new refresh of Below Decks. Um, I think I've said this before. I don't love how Bravo and Peacock are, like, showing things at different times. Like, it's confusing everyone. We've all seen Below Deck down under. Why are you putting that on to like Tuesdays must be they must like that must not be a good TV viewing day because they front load us on Sunday nights and then they back load us on Wednesdays. It's just it's too much. I'm a human being like I'm doing my best here. kidding. I love all this. But what else? We had uh, real girlfriends in Paris. So the girls go to Cannes which I just like, I love. I love all, I love this show. I think I'm loving it. I liked it before, but now I think I'm loving it. And I just love that we got to see them go to con and the way they say con is just so, ah, I just love it. I don't know. It's. I don't think I could ever talk like that because I feel like a goofball trying to use pronunciations in a different language when I clearly don't speak that language. So for me to have like a complete like American accent speaking English and then say con, like, it just seems wrong and weird and pretentious. And I like, it's not for me, but I appreciate anyone who, who, who does that. (laughs) But I do chuckle a little bit. It's like Matthew, Matthew. Who they celebrated. Um, The girls did a really cute um, surprise bachelorette for Anya. And I have to say, like, I, I relate to Anya way more than I thought I would. I thought she was going to be super cheesy and, like, off-putting. I thought I was not going to like her, but I think I'm really, really loving her. And, I mean, I think I love all the girls on this show. I mean... This this show is just a breath of fresh air. It's good to see, you know, these young girls kind of like just coming into their adulthood. I mean, they're still some of them are like really young, like 22, I think Emily is. But then also you have like Anya, who's like 30, but they're all still younger than me. So I'm enjoying it. And maybe others around their same age don't. Like it. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure what's going on with the readings, but I'm here for it. So that's on Monday nights. Again, I mentioned Tuesday, below deck, down under. Not interested in talking about it. <gasps> Although one new show dropped a trailer, Bling Empire, which I already love, but Bling Empire NYC. <sighs> wow. It was so good that trailer. I love Dorothy Wang. I've always loved Dorothy Wang. She's like one of the first Asian Americans, like in reality TV of my generation, I think. I mean, not the only, but one of the biggest that I remember. And now and she was oh she is rich like rich 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 like her father's a billionaire and I just love her she's still like kind of relatable but not I don't I love Dorothy Wang I'm so excited for this show cannot wait in other good news I should be You know, this excited for my news as well. But my press release came out for the live show that I mentioned, Speak Easy and Be Cool. Again, make sure, shameless plug, make sure you go sign up in the link in the show notes and make sure to subscribe to my channel. Again, it is on October 13th. It is a Thursday, next Thursday, October 13th, 7 p.m. Eastern. We will be streaming live. All right, now we're on the back end, the, the overload of Wednesday, where we have back-to-back Housewives. I'm telling you, like, I need rest from this. All right, we had the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills finale, and um, what an episode. Um, so much going on, because not only is there so much going on just on the finale, but also we found out that internationally that same episode had a part edited out of the US version which shows um Kathy Hilton and Nikki Hilton's publicist who also happens to be Erica's publicist I guess was eavesdropping on Lisa Renna and Dorit talking about Kathy from Aspen and the footage is interesting because it looks as if Dorit and Lisa knew that that guy was there and that they were still like kind of spilling the beans purposely maybe but I don't know if Kathy already had her cease and desist at that point. Because we know that there's like a cease and desist that I believe is the reason why the international version had a different version from us um, in the U.S. So I don't know. It's just like this whole thing is bizarre. I'm sure everyone's I mean, I'm not sure. I know that everyone is talking about this on social media and on YouTube. So I don't know. Drop your thoughts. Tell me your theories. I Like, people are saying, you know, after I watched the finale, I was like, thank God Kyle finally just stood up for her sister. It was almost like, not to be graphic, but like, it was almost like I took a fat poop and was like, oh my gosh, like, relief, you know? <laughs> like, it was like, finally, thank you for doing that. I feel okay. But then knowing also... Like, I don't know. There's just so many dimensions to this because of social media, the cease and desist and production. It's hard. Like there's so many ways that you could like come up with theories on this. This is why it's exhausting for me. I just don't really love Beverly Hills. I wish that there was like a set of rules of engagement not only for the cast between each other, but also for social media and for the fans. Because, and then not only the fans too, but then like they call them the bloggers or the podcasters. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I have a podcast. Yeah, I have a blog. Do I call myself a blogger or a podcaster? Not really. I'm. So, what does that even mean? And. I guess what are the roles that everyone's playing in this? Cause like we kind of get a say in what happens on the show, but then like only at arm's length and like kind of controlled by Bravo or production, but also like kind of not. Like they almost pick and choose when they want us to get involved. And it's just like, it's a mess. I would rather just like, let's just have rules that we play by and agree to them. And if you don't like the game, then you can leave. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm going to move on to Salt Lake because I love Salt Lake so much better. Oh, before I move on, Reunion Looks came out on Tuesday. um, And the Reunion trailer came out on Thursday, yesterday. Also, Sutton is supposed to be on Chucky I guess I'll probably watch it if Sutton's on it but um yeah so I went through the reunion looks with martinis with Eddie Um, I went live on YouTube I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can go check that out Um, but we also went through the taglines for Salt Lake City and that brings me to the recap for Salt Lake City this week um obviously i mean are we only two weeks in like how many episodes have we had so far like two right so we're already on a girl's trip we already got people crying we already got like it's a lot already and we're not even that far into the season you got lisa talking about her childhood trauma which was so sad you know like These are the kinds of things I want to hear on reality shows because it gives us insight into how people behave in their adult life and things that they, you know, are protective of or things that trigger them. Like it's all about the trauma. So um, I love that Lisa opened up and Lisa's being like so apologetic towards Meredith and Meredith is just not having it. And to me... I just, like, I get it if you are someone who cannot get over things right away. But at a certain point, for the sake of the overall group, I feel like at a certain point, you could just be like, okay, I accept your apology. We can move on and be cordial. That doesn't mean we have to be back to where we were as best friends, but we don't have to lash out when someone apologizes. That seems a little excessive so not loving that but at least she's engaging she's definitely bringing stuff um this season and I have to say I mean I like that Meredith said she didn't believe the rumors about Lisa I 100% do not believe those rumors I think it's ridiculous who would even do that like it would be embarrassing for both parties involved so, who is the alleged person that they're saying she slept with? Because I'm not buying it. I, I'm not at all. <clears throat> but then Whitney comes in. Whitney's supposed to be friends with Lisa. I thought we were Team Lisa this year. Even though um, I think Lisa confirmed Litany is the the better term. But I like Team Lisa. I think it sounds better. I don't know why. But anyways, Whitney said um that she heard those rumors which was crazy. And then but then oh, it was so sad. Whitney opened up about her prior trauma in her life and some abuse that she went through and it was just so sad because I have had a similar situation. Come up recently where I was like, oh my God, I totally blocked that out of my mind because it was completely disgusting and traumatizing. So I just want to give a shout out to Whitney for being brave for telling her story. I mean, she's still not comfortable telling everything, but again, this is what we're here for. I want to hear these things about people because I want to understand them and their behavior, what makes them. What drives them? What gets them out of bed in the morning? What are they willing to fight for? Or what do they it's important to know what people don't care about too, because it says a lot about their character. So I don't know. I'm here for it. I I'm I'm loving this season already. I was kind of put off a little bit when Whitney started sharing with the group. And then Heather's reaction almost seemed like Like, she was angry or something. Like, she was mad at Whitney for speaking out about what happened to her. And it makes me question, and this is where, this is why I love Salt Lake City because of the additional layer of dynamic with the religion aspect is that, is this triggering Heather in a way? Because remember, they're quote-unquote cousins. If there's like some kind of cover up of abuse in that family and heather heather's family is somehow involved like i could see where instinctually she might get upset so i wonder if this is the root of the tension between heather and whitney going forward in this season i'll definitely be watching and then we got Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw, I just. It's hard to watch Jen Shaw because like I do. I might get hate for this, but I do feel empathy for her. And I know that might not be a popular opinion, but like. I don't know. I feel for any human. Yes, we all make mistakes and her mistake is huge if it's true but again like we don't know all the details yes she pled guilty so that is also really difficult like girl how can we watch you saying these things when we know that you plead guilty later so God. I just cannot believe this is happening that we're this is happening in real life we're watching this go down I'm like I can't... it's So wild. But uh, last night we had Southern Charm, the reunion part one. Wow. Um, The reunion part one, I would have to say, was better than the entire season collectively. Yeah. I'm going to stand by that. Because we finally got Catherine and Madison... But also we got Taylor. And we got Taylor. We got a scorn Taylor. Who's so. She, like I don't know her personally. I don't know if she's like this in real life. But she seems like. So pure and innocent. And like. Just. I don't know. I feel like. She is. Almost like a symbol. Of. Like, the innocence of this young girl who's been taken advantage by this guy. And luckily, like, and we've kind of seen this, like, repeated behavior. And Catherine even said, Shep is turning into T-Rav. Like, Taylor could have been like Catherine. And, like, Taylor broke the cycle, pretty much. She was like, you know what? I'm not gonna accept this. And we're gonna say what nobody is saying. And Shep is using women to masturbate, or whatever she said, like, I don't even know if that's true, or like what that means exactly. But like, her rant as as chaotic as it was, and it didn't really make that much sense. it, It did in a lot of ways. And it was very, I felt like it was, wow, I almost started crying. Um, I felt like it was like a proud moment. I was really proud of Taylor for going off on Chuck. You know what? I am tired of covering up men's sexual deviance and we're in a time, we're in an information era where, where we can't be silenced anymore. So go off, Taylor. Good for you. So here for it. Also, um, outside of Bravo, we had the Kardashians this week. Uh, new episode, the Kim and Kendall are in Milan. And um, so annoying that Prada's like they can't give Kim female clothes because she's not a supermodel. Like, come on, y'all. Why? What? Can someone tell me? Someone in the fashion industry, is it because you have to use that much extra fabric for a normal-sized person? Like, why is it always so tiny? Like, why do we have to be tiny? I don't understand. I feel like there's plenty of fabric to go around why are we are we in a fabric shortage crisis or something why can't you make clothes bigger somebody tell me that please but um in other nudes other news with the kardashians kim received a fine from the sec the securities exchange committee or whatever oh my god what is it called? What's the SEC stand for? The U.S. Secure... <laughs> Bit my tongue. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. So, apparently, Kim, um, along with some other celebrities like Larry David, Tom Brady... I don't remember who else. They were fined for um, advertising cryptocurrency. And apparently... I guess you have to have a a license to do that. Like an you have to be a financial investment professional to do ads like that. So um yeah, I feel like they're setting the tone. They're, you know, cryptocurrency is still fairly new overall. So yeah. They cracked down on that and makes sense, I guess. I don't know. I want to look into these rules and regulations a little bit more, but um, I thought that was interesting. Other news outside of all the franchises and shows that are running right now, Potomac is coming up on Sunday. Dude, everything is happening. It's like Bravo Pan is like the Super Bowl and everything is happening. We got the end of Beverly Hills. So we get to see stuff play out at BravoCon because now Lisa Rinna is coming to BravoCon. Originally, she wasn't gonna come. I hope Kathy Hilton's coming. I don't know if Jen Shaw's coming. She wasn't on the list, but oh my God, I would love if Jen Shaw comes. Um, But anyways, Potomac is premiering on Sunday and Mia Thornton has been posting online saying, her and um, her husband, they like went out of the country or something. And someone, one of their business partners who happens to be like their cousin or whatever, filed some paperwork to take them out of the business essentially, and now Mia's family has no income or anything because they like basically took her out of the business. And she's airing all this dirty laundry out on social media. So if you're interested, you can go there. But one final thing I wanted to mention. President Biden. Let's see. after president. No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states. And criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment the housing, and educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. So today, I'm taking three steps to end this failed approach. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal, offense, federal offenses for the civil possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Third, the federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule I substance, the same as heroin and LSD and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. So I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services... And the attorney general's a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, marketing, and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time we right the wrongs, he said. But, um, yes, this is a great step, and we need to get cannabis... Um, we don't like that word marijuana, but, um, we need to get cannabis off of the schedule one list of drugs so that we can have more studies. And when people get things like cannabis hypermesis syndrome and are dismissed or released from the hospital, even though they're throwing up and then turns out it was something else, like a gallbladder issue or kidney stone or herniated umbilical cord or some other underlying issue, that is medical malpractice. So we need more studies done on cannabis so that, um, because it's part of our life now. As much as they've tried to make it not part of our life, it is. (laughs) And I am here to tell you all that you can be a cannabis consumer and be a good person. You could be a good professional. You can be a good parent. And you could be a good citizen. And a, and a good business person. A, a great entrepreneur. So I hope that you know this makes some change. And I hope that you all tune into my live show next week. Stay lit, fam. I also want to mention that I released an episode with Natalie Pouchet of Humble and Hungry, as well as What the Kids Are Watching with co-host Ryan Bailey. And next week, I'll be releasing another bonus episode with Sarah Levine from Not Another True Crime. So make sure you go check those out.